0: This is the podcast by The Business Times.
1: Welcome to BT Podcasts, audio for you by The Business Times. I'm your host, Chris Lim. Now, you know, it's no secret that investing in real estate is big in Singapore. I mean, if you're in the market for a prime piece of property in one of Singapore's prime areas, however, you're spoiled for choice and you need to consider more than just the price tag. We're going to tell you what you need to know about high-end property investing in this episode, which is brought to you by M Plus S. Our guest is Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy at ERA Realty Network. Welcome to the show, Nicholas. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. The term high-end property or prime real estate gets thrown around a lot in Singapore, but
0: what exactly are we talking about here and where are these properties typically located? Well, I think a lot of people like to call their properties prime, but there are actually certain definitions about uh, what is prime. And for me, I I have a stricter definition. That means number one is the location. The location is the key determinant of the characteristic of that real estate. And for prime property or high-end property, they need to be located within the more traditional high-end real estate districts like District 9. 10, 11, and some of the newer ones like Sentosa Cove, Downtown Core, or District 1, which includes the Marina Bay area and the financial areas of Singapore, which is near Raffles Place and Shenton Way. For example, Marina 1 residences, that's the Marina Bay area, right?
1: So that will be yes. part of this broader definition of prime real estate. Because exactly in the old days, you'll say 9, 10, 11, finish. But now, I mean, these new areas, you mentioned Sentosa Cove,
0: and of course the Marina Bay area. Yes, most definitely, because in the Marina Bay area, you actually find a lot of commercial space, particularly office space. And there's only a few residential developments there, four actually that I've counted. And the Marina One Residences is one of the newer ones around there. And if buyers are looking to buy directly from the developers that has wider selections of units available for sale, I think Marinoa Residences is the only project there that offers such choices. Interesting you mentioned that. I mean, are there key characteristics of high-end properties that are
1: relevant for real estate shoppers? So what are the key things real estate
0: shoppers look for or should look for? Well, other than just locations, the other things are like, for example, the design and functionality of the real estate. Now, the demand for real estate is a derived demand. That means there is a demand for that real estate if it serves certain functions, if it were to provide certain utilities. And for something to be considered high-end or luxurious, of course, you must have luxurious finishes and fixtures. The editing from your tab to your flooring and your lighting should be reliable, branded. And the other thing is the facilities, the facilities within the development your swimming pool, the gym equipment. There are some developments that even provide meeting rooms for the residents to use. So facilities there, it basically makes you feel pampered. I think, you know, Reno One residences even has private dining rooms
1: and stuff like that, which is unusual, but I guess it's nice to have because then the whole area is sort of self-contained. If you don't want to, you don't need to go out. If you you, you want to stay at home or it's really
0: hot, you know, lately it's quite hot. Yes, most definitely. I think another thing, especially for busy people where time is very precious to them, is conveniences. And within the Marina Bay area, there's only one development that is directly connected to the retail premises within that same building. And Marina One Residence is such a development. There are shops, restaurants, even a supermarket within that development. So that is for really busy people who doesn't want to waste too much time doing the shoppings or going to the shops and dining where they live.
1: Yeah, I think there's a cold storage there. And of course, there are a bunch of restaurants, sushi and cafes and all sorts of things. So I guess You'll be hard-pressed to find a reason to leave if you don't need to. Of course, you can venture further out because Marina Bay MRT is practically at the doorstep of Marina One Residences. So if you want to, you don't need to drive, right? You can just hop in a train
0: and go as far away as you want, right? Yes, most definitely. I think one of the attractions about buying a residential real estate within the financial districts is that based on real estate economics, real estate are most expensive in locations where the user of those real estate has very high income or wealth. And of course, in the financial district of Singapore, Raffles Place and so on, many of the jobs comes with high salaries. And therefore, the residential property there would also be some of the more expensive because the residents or tenants there are highly paid so they can afford higher rents. And furthermore, the residential space there are also quite limited. And you see a case of strong demand, limited supply, and the results is that you can have quite high prices and also potential upside for prices of real estate in that area. If you like BT podcast so far, Please subscribe to us on Apple
1: Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy at ERA Realty Network, about what you need to know before investing in prime real estate in Singapore. This episode is brought to you by M plus S. Now, before the break, we were talking about the definition of prime real estate as well as some examples of what makes things priming there's location, but their facilities. But let's say, you know, you're, you're in the market for high-end real estate. Maybe Nicholas can give our listeners a step-by-step roadmap for someone who is thinking of buying a home in one of Singapore's upmarket districts like the Marina Bay area. What's the step-by-step
0: plan to approach this? The very first step is to decide on the location. The accessibility to the workplace is very important. So if you want to buy something, a property that is near to the financial districts, I think the choices are a bit limited. And of course, around Marina Bay, there are choices like, for example, Marina One residence is one such prime real estate there. And for the other thing is actually you also have to examine whether are you buying the property for your own use or for investments. This is very important because if you are buying for your own use, then you have to examine what is it that you or your family requires. But any this investment well, then the thing is, you have to put yourself in the shoes of the tenants. Is this a property that the tenants will enjoy, that will want to rent? Thirdly, is to examine the price and what is your own personal purchase budget. How much funds can you raise? And of course, this is tied to the available financing from the bank because of the rather complex structure about that Come, takes into consideration the borrower's age, income, and existing loans that he has on his books each buyer have to work out with his banker about how much he can raise and take that into consideration. He can then determine what kind of property he can buy. And of course, if the buyer were to look to buy somewhere in the Marina Bay area and they want to buy directly from the developer, then Marina One Residences is a development that they should consider. So you have to be frank about your needs. And I guess if you work in the area,
1: like you work in the CBD area, of course, if you there are offices like facebook etc which are in marina one the larger development itself but even if you work further away anywhere in shenton way i guess that's already a big plus to consider buying a piece of property in the marina bay area because of that convenience because traffic's difficult right in the area parking is expensive as well so if you live there you have parking and of course. You don't even need to
0: drive. You can walk to work, and walk back. So I guess that's a plus. Most definitely. Uh, because if you were to leave your resident in that uh, development, of course, you get first priority to the parking. But there is also an MLT station within a short walk from Marina One Residences. And that can connect you to Raffles Place Station, which from there, from Raffles Place, it's an interchange. You can take the green line or the red line and you can go to many other parts of Singapore. So again, conveniences, it's lessen your travel time and that is one of the big plus points that can boost the value of a real estate. So one last question. COVID-19
1: has affected everybody. I'm wondering, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected the high-end residential property market in Singapore? Has it, what's the impact been and are we
0: able to look at things getting better sometime soon? Yes, I think we can. At the moment, Singapore is rolling out and many other countries are rolling out their vaccination program. But if we were to cast our mind back in the last 12 months, the COVID-19 pandemic has actually affected many industries, both in Singapore and around the world. It has led to recession in many countries. Singapore was not spared. But the Singapore real estate market has actually recovered after the circuit breaker last year and it has remained fairly resilient. Demand is quite stable. Developer sales volume for the whole of 2020 was up by marginal 0.7% compared to 2019. And private residential prices also increased by about 2.2%. In the high-end sector, compared to the suburban market, uh, depends a bit more on foreign demand. Typically, about one-third of all the units transacted in the core central region were bought by foreigners. During the COVID period, it dropped to about a quarter, but Singaporeans pick up the slack. So I think that as the vaccination program gets rolled out, it will make it easier for foreigners to come to Singapore. Developers and their sales agent can also travel overseas to hold property exhibitions to market those high-end properties. And this will lead to higher demand for high-end properties. And of course, with higher demand, it can also translate to higher prices, especially when there are limited supply of high-end properties. Thanks for being on the show, Nicholas. It's my pleasure, Chris. We've
1: been telling you what you need to know about investing in prime real estate in Singapore with my guest, Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy at ERA Realty Network. This episode was brought to you by M Plus S. And that's a wrap for this podcast episode by The Business Times.
0: That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcastsbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.